Blog Talk Radio. Nine nine said greetings in the name of the mighty king of the earth, played by the king of the Friends, 
when we start this fence It's a fight on a tier two fence This time by your members and all of your limb But you seen enough segments When I run drugs, when I run risk When all I run out of time and ends When I run up and down, when I run for them life And I run down this footprint Nothing I want to yard and food they are road Then man I figure out statements This year was a tool that I choose to enslave man And make man servant Escape from this year and desperation become more urgent One can eat to cleanse and wash out them so with spiritual detergents and it's on time we are distant from the discontrol in the circle friends And any man moving no permission they're feeling the circumstances It's fair, hey Shaka Zulu, Kawa, Shanti, Mana, hey Mana, Mama, Warrior It's fair, hey Care of your recession and depression can't tarry ya It's fair, hey In a city you them rise it up disguise and make a party step Hey. And then time them clap it up the whole city level Despair Like burning spear and such and such before I Move all part of the cause and Despair hey. They can't ignore me
the quote-unquote white town officials and the power brokers, they were waiting like vultures for this man to uh, transition, at which he did at the tender age of 100-plus. So they moved in on the estate. They started snatching land. Was so important, other than the fact that they committed grand theft of something that could be considered a dominion, you know what I'm saying, enough land to fit the whole family in. Underneath this land lies a treasure trove worth trillions of mineral deposits, petroleum, oil. This was the very first land where John D. Rockefeller broke the well and created Standard Oil. On this very land is where the foundation was set to bring forth BP, the quote-unquote king. And that's what we're dealing with today as the Gulf Coast faces destruction. And subsequently, all surrounding waters will also be facing that destruction. If not so much for the oil, then we're talking about the spiritual essence of them decimating the aquatic kingdom, which consists of civilizations as well as species, as well as an intelligence. And being that water is reflective, then that energy will be transferred throughout the entire water world system and subsequently intergalactically because water is not native to this planet. And it's a consciousness involved in it. But as we can see, Mother, I Mother Earth is not sitting still and allowing these travesties to take place. Gaia is replenishing herself as we are moving towards the solstice and the sun activity is increasing. We are looking at the gathering of a perfect storm. So, so that we be best armed in this particular fiasco that we are looking at, it's best to be armed with, you know, the best information. So I'm going to bring tonight's guests on the show tonight to give you that particular information so that the family can know what it is exactly we're dealing with here in terms of the nature of the threat. Okay, so with no further ado, I would like to open phone line starting with 214. Uh, it's not there yet. All right. All right. One second while I wait for the brother to call in. One allowed a reptile to get into some of this weather news that has developed these past previous days, some of which are very interesting to see. Yeah, peace, peace. Um, peace to the family. Peace to the family out there. I'm sure all of us have noticed, you know what I mean, that Mother Nature has woken up with a fury and she is letting her presence be known. Now, for many of the family that are out there, you're well aware that me and my brother have taken a stance that we are from ancestors 
of a Moorish lineage. And I know that some people out there have not fully understood what that is due to the lack of education, you dig what I'm saying, and the misinformation that's been spread out there. So, saying that, not only have we learned about our Moorish ancestry, but we begin to study our indigenous ancestry on the lands of America. As a result of doing the studies of the indigenous tribes and the locations of these tribes and the names of these tribes, we have a clearer understanding. That's why they say knowledge is power, because when you get a clearer understanding of who's who, when you start to see certain uh, occurrences begin to pop up at places that you know ties back to an indigenous bloodline and indigenous history, you pick up on it automatically. Now, I have a, um, I have a clip that I put together. I'm going to put it in the chat room. You know what I mean? It's going to explain all of the uh, you're not, all of these calamities that are happening. I'm not, even, I'm not even going to call it a calamity. I'm going to call it for what it is that the ancestors have returned. Marcus Garvey said, look for me in the whirlwind. And that was passed down to him from, that was an old saying that the elders used to say. Look for me in the whirlwind and the tornadoes and the hailstorms and things of that nature. The most current occurrence that we all can draw to if we were paying attention to the news today, is a lightning storm that occurred in Ohio. And that lightning storm that occurred in Ohio, the Jesus, the touchdown Jesus with the arms up, like we got this, got lit on fire, burnt down to the frame. Struck down. Then a few days previous, you had a flood Toward is rising in about five hours, coming down on a camp called the Albert Pike Campground in the Washita Mountains in Arkansas. Like, who's writing the script at this point? Then when you begin to do the indigenous history of the Gulf Coast region, then you know that all of that is indigenous. You know what I'm saying? So we're seeing it's all about perception at this point and the, the way that we perceive these events and the way that we perceive these signs and these messages is one of adoration and it's one of overstanding. Elijah Muhammad said when, when, when in, in America has fallen, I suggest people get that book and read it, that when the ancestors come back, get the hell out of the way because they got work to do. And the only person that's going to stop the work is your ass by standing in the way. You know what I'm saying? The ancestors are ready to put in some work. They are putting in work. They're letting you know that they're here. And these are, these are um, what, what the most deaf say? These are marvelous times. Exactly. So, therefore, you know. Be ecstatic in these marvelous times. And you're gonna to have to be able to find your groove because your groove is what's gonna actually get you through this thing. You have to be able to be fluid at this particular point. You have to become the water that you are and understand your connection to that body of water and understand that when you make moves to change inwardly your body of water, this is a sign for you 
to take a step to change your inner construction because this quote-unquote perceived shift and jump of 2012 cannot take place under the present condition status of your body of water, okay? So the only way that you're going to make that transitional leap is by making sure that you secure your body of water back into an alkalinic state. You know, I'm quite sure that there's going to come forth some sort of natural solution to clearing and cleaning those waters. You understand? I have a, a vision of greater and brighter days ahead. But we have to go through this particular storm at this particular time as the whole country is feeling the effects of it. So we have to know and understand that there are sunny days at the end of that. As we're looking at the end of the week, as we're standing on this angle, what do we see but the summer solstice on the 20th and the 21st? Right down the way, and right after that, we see what? Twin full moon on the 26th. We see the anniversary of the ascension of MJ on the 25th. Right? When he ascended last year, if anyone remembers, that's when the sun came out on the 26th, and it stayed that way. He represented Leo, the cat. And he also represented a moon energy. That's why he showed him with the moon. Perfect duality. So the archangel Michael has returned. Gabriel has returned. You know what I'm saying? And the swords is flaming, and they're blazing. Get out the way. I want to bring tonight's guest on. She is calling. Yeah. Hold on one second, family. Hello. Yes, with no further ado. Peace. 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 Peace, brother. Please, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the family that is on the uh, on the line right now. Yes, I am greeting you from the Lone Star State of Texas, uh, the Republic of Texas, as I said. Uh, this is Stacy Mims calling from the Dallas-Fort Worth region, myself and my fiance Anya Long. And uh, we are here tonight to shed light on the very fact that I'm a direct heir and the great-great-grandson of Anderson Willis. And um, hopefully tonight, um, not only the exposure of this real individual, this real Moor and sovereign, this real Ethiopian descendant of Moorish and Ethiopian ancestry, indigenous people, So I just say yes. greetings to all of the family tonight, and uh, we can go into uh, further details uh, as we progress along. So I just want to greet you in the name of peace. Okay. Peace. And to all my Ethiopian brothers out there, I say um, salam, and I say to the extended diaspora, in the name of the great uh, ruler, Haile Selassie, uh, certainly the Ethiopian nation, I said to Destiline. Indeed. I want you to explain to the family 
who Anderson, Anderson Willis was and what legacy did he leave behind in his travels? That would be great. Uh, Anderson Willis, the first signs of him arriving on our shores here within the early, earliest part of the 1800s. It's estimated that he was born around 1804 to 1811. I know there's a gap there, but we're dealing with
and this represents the great diaspora and, again, the mystery of him being an anomaly and a sovereign, he then began to move to other states and buy property. And keep in mind, coming from Virginia down to the south, he was never captured, neither enslaved. He was free the entire tenure. He died in 1915 at 111 years old. Wow. The state of Texas began to sue him systematically from different states and from different counties. And it is quoted in one of the books written called Freedom Colonies that this is too much land for a nigger to have. This is quoted by an author in Freedom Colonies, Bad City. That may be offensive to some listeners, but keep in mind the time. He had children that were murdered, systematically moved off of the property. Jam Willis, one of his grandsons, was shot off of his horse in front of the courthouse when he asked to go in to see the land holding and the warranty deed that was kept in Fairfield Courthouse. This is documented. It is in the Fairfield Recorded newspaper. That newspaper has been around since 1876. Anderson Willis began to purchase property in 1857 in Texas and in other southern states. These states include Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Texas, of course, and he also has property in Virginia and in Wyoming. We're finding escrow accounts. We're finding other um, documentations with his signature. And all these are documented, and the Supreme Court case has also verified these things. So that's a beginning of just scratching the surface on Anderson Willis. There's over 12,000 pages of information about him. And that's just the start. Okay. Is there any? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop links in the chat very soon. But is there anywhere specific that they can go and reference some of this material? I know that they can Google this particular case. Can you give them the information to uh, put into their Google? This is for people, you know, they're gonna going to archive this and not and they're not necessarily in the chat right now. Feel me? Absolutely. There, there's plenty so of information, and I will start with just a few. Mm-hmm. First of all, you can go to the National Archives and Records Center, which is in every state in the United States, the contiguous 48. You can go to your local National Archives and Records Center. It is under the blue papers. I personally worked there myself in my early tenure. And also you can go to any courthouse in Texas, particularly the capital, which is Austin. There's documentation in Palestine, Texas. By the way, Anderson County was named after him, um, Freestone County, and in the city of Waco, which is McLennan County in central Texas. In fact, he had to pay his taxes in Waco because he was not allowed to pay taxes in Freestone County. The control groups, the white control groups at that time, the Ku Klux Klan and others declared martial law because there was a young um, indigenous young lady who was black who was raped and killed in Streetman, Texas, which is Freestone County. And that was a race war that broke out in the early 1900s in Freestone County, including a meningitis outbreak that happened that same year. There was a large tornado that hit the same year in Fairfield when they burned down the courthouses throughout Texas in the 
hundred and eighteen ninety. They began to systematically burn courthouses, but his court documents were held in Austin, one of the few places they weren't able to destroy it, and some of his paperwork was kept in Palestine. Ironically, someone moved the paperwork, and it's there in a county that's contiguous to Freestone County. So this power behind Anderson Willis, this anomaly of a man who is a real person, his records were in safekeeping by the Almighty. And even though they went in to take the land, nobody was able to take the minerals. It seems as if some divine power allowed them not to even touch the mineral rights, the very thing that they were going after. And the Supreme Court argued that the family had came forward some 50 to 60 years too late because the statute of limitations in Texas was 40 years. Keep in mind, 15 years after the century began, 1915, he died in 1915, but they began to sue him all over the Union in 1904 when he was in his late 90s and his early 100s. His last child was born when he was 103, and he wow. wrote a will at 1911. So all of this is documented. Uh, some source material you can go to will be the Supreme Court case of Anderson Willis versus John P. Riley, 1988. Spell it out. You can also please. go to the appeals court finding in 19. 19- 89, when the appeal was made on the purpose of the fact that blacks were not even allowed at that time or indigenous people were allowed even in the courthouses to even argue about property, there is illegal transfers of land. He had warranty deeds to the land, which we have copies of, and squatters are living on the land today with no transfer of title. But whenever the petroleum companies come to mine coal, to to um, produce oil or gas, Anderson Willis remains as the warranty owner. You can also find information on the book Freedom Colonies by Thad Sitton. Also, William Katz wrote a book called Black Indians, A Hidden Heritage. Even the Indians, the Cato Indians, the Cherokee, the Creek, um, the Anadarko Indians, the Waco Indians, the Kiowa, all of them here in Texas, even the reservations, the Mound Indians, all of them depict talking about this man, Anderson Willis. And interestingly mm-hmm. enough, anywhere you Google his name or dealing with any major oil companies or oil wells, it goes back to the Anderson Willis PDC Ball Estate. You can also go to the Securities Exchange Commission website. And the shallow number one whale, which is the first whale that shell, which is now raw Dutch shell, slash BP, the first whale was drilled on the property where I was raised and born, and I played around that whale for years. That is part of the family property even to this day. Wow. And you can go to any petroleum magazines, any periodicals, Wall Street Journal, Jet Magazine, Ebony Magazine, Los Angeles Times, New York Times. You can go on and on and on 
and you can go into their archives and you can pull information on Anderson Willis. It is huge. You can also look under the PDC Ball Estate and the Jose Aguilera Grant, all the Spanish land grants in Texas, refer back to Anderson Willis. The property goes 40 miles west of Weatherford, which is outside of Fort Worth, going toward the west, all the way over into present-day Oklahoma, up into Cato County, to 40 miles south of San Antonio, which is Bear County. And his records, his children's properties and holdings and lease holdings run throughout Texas. So there's a wealth of information, thousands and thousands of pages, signatures of his land holdings, his leases, and his descendants, and I'm his great-great-grandson. Interestingly enough, he wrote a will to his son, Alex, and it's interesting that we have a storm now developing off the western coast of Africa headed in this general direction, and it's called Alex. I thought that was interesting. Wow. Now, you've been keeping your eye on the weather patterns, and you were telling me that there was some you know, things happening in Texas coming from Oklahoma. In your assessment, is there anything that you would like to add, you know, being that you've been around this particular land for all of these years and seeing different things go through? I also want you to speak on the process of refining oils what kind of gases come up from the earth when they pull oil? Wow. There's many hydrocarbon fumes that come from the ground. The ancient Cato Indian, as well as many other nations of Indians here, the Kenchai Indians, the Creek Indians, on and so forth, talked about these fumes, even when there were fences put on the property, these new metals and new fence lines would immediately rust within the same year that they would dig the posts in the ground. And you would have this red clay, just like in Ethiopia, all over uh, the central part of Texas and East Texas, and it's called the Bossier Sands. It goes all the way up to Louisiana. It is the biggest gas and salt dome in the world, and in that same region it's called Tornado Alley. We recently had tornado in downtown Fort Worth back in the year 2000. We've had tornado touchdowns here in North Texas long after they would come out of West Texas. Unusual hailstorms. We had a major hailstorm the very day that Rodney King verdict was passed in 95. We had over $2 billion of damage here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We had grapefruit to softball-sized hail for over two hours in Dallas-Fort Worth. We've had earthquakes recently in Dallas-Fort Worth along I-20. We have UFO sightings here recently. Even in Dallas, sounds coming from under the ground along Simpson Stewart, people awaken over in the night with these large sonic booms and nobody knows where they're coming from. Hmm. People are seeing silver spheres, spheres are in the atmosphere above Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, of course, uh, my fiance, she actually saw one herself on your lawn. And people are seeing more and more of these sightings around Weatherford. We're having storms that blow up overnight. Normally, thunderstorms will blow up. Uh, it will hit the atmosphere cap in the heating of the afternoon. We have storms that develop over in the night when the temperature is actually cooling. It seems like the atmosphere, the jet stream is actually lowering. We're having temperature spikes here. I mean, one moment is, is 80 degrees, 
The next thing you know, it's 105. Now the heat index for the rest of the week is going to be like 105, and we're just starting in June here. And it is um, the summers here usually doesn't heat up until late July to uh, August, and we're having 100-degree temperatures the last part of May here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And we're seeing just unusual thunderstorms, freak storms. We've had several tornadoes along the freeways, um, very seldom on freeways in Ennis, Waxahachie, where all the mound, uh, Indian mounds are found right down I-45. You can come here, and even on the Anderson Willis property, you can just dig arrowheads. The very property I was raised on as a child. You can just take arrowheads with a spade. You don't have to even go down 18 inches in the ground, and there's arrowheads everywhere. And just unusual, unusual thunderstorms, destructive, long-lived tornadoes, and it just keeps going on and on. And it's on a lot of the properties that he owned in other states as well. And I'm finding that landmarks that are named after great historians, we're seeing uh, weather events happening around those uh, monumental areas, like uh, a lot of the rebel soldier encampments. You know, Fort Worth is named after one of the major military outposts where uh, the Texas Rangers would, would actually slaughter a lot of the Indians here in the southwest. So it's a coincidence between the atmosphere, even the trail that the hurricanes are taking off the west coast of Africa, mm-hmm. it's taking the same trail routes right through the Caribbean, right into the Gulf of Mexico. There's a lot that's going on right now that points to this major spiritual shift, a major quickening, a major bottlenecking leading up to 2012. And I'm, I'm sure um, that we're going to see a lot more in this matrix well before 2012. with the family the unfortunate news that has uh, recently been released. I know my brother had it on a YouTube clip. What talking about is Wow. 
and the wind is carrying this to shore. Okay, so you have benzene, benzene or benzene, I believe it's pronounced benzene, which is leukemia benzene. and cancer causing. Yeah, benzene. Yeah. Now they're saying that the suggested amount of benzene, which is so toxic, is only zero to four points per billion. What they're saying that they're detecting at this particular point is 3,000 points per billion in the air supply coming into, you know, the region surrounding the Gulf, and they're going to make its way up to all of the surrounding areas, including Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, Tennessee, and, you know, who knows where else by way of tornadoes and hurricanes and weather depression systems. So these are very precarious times. Yes, well, we do know that the atmospheric pressure is changing around the world, not only because of the solar flare activity. We're at the 11th year cycle that the solar spots are increasing. And with global warming already happening with the Iceland glacier, being melted by um, the volcano that is awakened after some time. All of these fumes, all of these toxic materials that the ancestors told us about, the Cato Indian uh, and many other nations warned about these fumes and chemicals being released, it would cause even more horrific storms and weather phenomena, even lightning storms, uh, as you would see in Florida oftentimes now, you have lightning even in clear skies. These are the result of the small particulate matter that is interacting with the atmosphere. So Mother Gaia, Mother Earth, is actually rebelling against the sins against the ancestors. I mean, you know, hey, the ancestors are working with, uh, with archangels and really deliberately making their presence known even through weather phenomena. We're definitely in a matrix here. The worlds are colliding as we speak. Clash the Titans, what they called it. You know, astrologically there's things happening on a on a on a celestial level in other body of planets. It is also right. we're we're in full retrograde right now. Yeah, we're definitely in full retrograde right now. We have three of the largest planets in our solar system perfectly aligned as you look on the western horizon, uh, depending on what part of the globe you're on. And you have um, synergy between these planets, and we're finding even more satellite moons. We even have a revisit of what was called Planet X or Urania is coming back. So. All of these uh, significant signs that are spoken through great sages, different religious orders, it's all coming full circle. And uh, these are like birth pains. They're all happening at the same time. So there's a major shift underway. And as you said before in the beginning of the broadcast, you've got to be fluid enough to move with these times. If you resist the change, I'm not sure if you're going to come out the same way on the other end. But I'm optimistic that we will come out on the other side. But we have to let go of the old mindset, the old order of doing things, and the ancestors are really screaming at us right now. 
So it doesn't matter if you're a conglomerate world company or an individual. If you're fighting what the ancestors are doing right now, um, you're setting yourself up for really great disappointment or even disaster because we have to move with the times. We're, we're, we're just biological creatures uh, experiencing it on one side, but yet spiritually we're experiencing a, a wide awakening worldwide. We, we're recognized the earth is speaking to us. The Almighty is speaking to us. Peace, are you there? Sorry, it looked like we were cut off. I apologize. Peace to the family. Sorry for the technical difficulties, what have you. Uh, let me see if the call is still there. Peace, Stacy, still there? All right, we're going to wait for the caller to call back. Definitely some explosive information that was relayed. Uh, I hope we take time to uh, do the research and check those links out. Definitely Google the brother's case, get into this history, 
the way that it pertains to our here and now is, like I said, this brother's legacy and the spirit of speaking of the return of our ancestors. Well, this is one strong spirit, one strong ancestor, one of our elders that laid the foundation for what easily could have been, you know, a triumphant reign of our people during this particular day and time. You know, tantamount to the same thing that is happening on the, on the mother continent with them raping the land and pulling trillions out of there with the people not participating in any of that commerce or getting any of those residuals. Same thing happened with this brother and his family. Thus defrauding them of, of living out an existence was this was tantamount to, you know, Closest thing you're going to get to a kingdom. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. So the the trillions that have been procured through the oil trade, you know what I'm saying? These cowboys that set forth to put forth this oil trade, trillions that have been made. You know, I don't want to get on my what if, but just imagine if that was something that the family got to... uh, actually indulge in and use for their development and already knowing what our hand could produce by proof of communities such as Black Wall Street, we're talking early 20s and the 30s, we're talking Nobu Ali coming in the late teens leading to the 20s, we're talking about Elijah having models, we're talking about Marcus Garvey having a model. So the model is something that we can definitely see our people never lack. We always had access idealistically for what it took to make a better tomorrow for our people. My question is, where the hell is it at now? At these particular days and times when we're beyond the 11th hour, merely into the seconds on the clock ticking, you feel me? Awaiting the beginning of a new game where the players shall be shuffled around. You know what I'm saying? Some people not making the cut. Well, I think the perfect analogy is this is game seven at the finals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful that we get this information, you know what I'm saying, that it's brought forth like this, that we could begin doing our research. You know what I mean? Because by doing this research, we could begin to qualify, you know what I'm saying, our case that we have to present to the world, you know what I mean? But first, we have to present this case amongst one another to begin to just, you know, change the thinking of each other. Enlighten. Yes, to enlighten each other, you know what I'm saying, to... to Exactly. In this age of the knowing. In this age of the knowing. In this age of information, it's time to bring forth information that this is your land. First and foremost, you have claims, you have rights to this land. We're not talking to every single person that's, you know, here. That doesn't apply to every single breathing, living person on this phone either. You know what I mean? But there are many of us who have a lineage that we could tie into this land, a bloodline that we could tie into this land, a land that we could begin to claim when we begin to claim our birthrights and our nationality. 
these things are not If you forsake the heritage of your land and you have forsaked the land, and what are we seeing now? But an attempt to forsake the land itself. You know what I mean? Bad enough the laws have stripped people of the dignity of connecting themselves to the land and the ancestry of being able to know when your foot is on soil, that soil is your homeland. It's, the, it's your more land. Yep. But you await this paradise and this pie in the sky theory where you're going to transition into a heaven of Africa and you're going to get to put your feet in white sands and look at 50-foot uh, displays of, you know, Ra-Nefera. When right here in your backyard, you could put your foot in the dirt and the red clay and go see your ancestors and the mounds that they build and actually make an offering to them ancestors. Talk to those ancestors and send praises. Even if it ain't your direct ancestry and lineage, know that if you're on this land, you should be going to pay homage to the, the quote-unquote indigenous or native if that's all that you can picture. They still need your help at this particular time. They yeah. still need to know that you got their back. They still need to know that you're resting and benefiting from a land that they once occupied and they are going unrevenged. Okay? And the and land, see, yes, the land is being occupied by occupiers. By invaders, by immigrants that have the nerve to call other people immigrants that are quote-unquote native to this entire Americas. Yep. Anytime that we let that go down, it's a crime against our humanity. On the planet. Against our, against our ancestral brotherhoods. Indigenous spirits don't go separate places where quote-unquote melanated indigenous spirits go. It's not a, a melanated-only section for this. It's a line. Of spirits. Like, yo, colors only over here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, was only line. The, yeah, the reds over there. No, that's not the way that it goes. They are all breaking bread together. You know what I'm saying? They passing the peace pipe around to everyone, and right here on Earth, we can't get our shit together and see the commonality yeah. and our beauty, let alone our quote unquote struggle, which could be beneath us if we only understood that we 20 foot tall. We found out this week in empirical proof that our people here, misnomered as the Adena tribe. Or the tribe of the giants. Yeah. I had no idea that there, there was so much empirical proof written, as well as quote unquote semi documented right here in these Americas, right in the Midwest regions, all through Mexico and where else? It's it's thoughts. They saying that the giants came out of Mexico and ventured. I'm gonna bring the host back in and hopefully peace, peace, brother. Two one four, your line is open. Thank you, peace. 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 I, I wanted to ask you this question when you were on the phone. I wanted to get into the excavations of the mounds and the many. I'm talking about the the. It's it's in the thousands, but you don't have a thousand skeletons. The thousands of accounts of them excavating the mounds and seeing giants, eight foot tall nine-foot-tall, seven-foot-tall giants in many of these mounds around America, especially in the Gulf Coast region where you are and where your, where your family is from. And when we were in Ohio, Ohio Valley was renowned for the giants. It was renowned for the giants that they uncovered when they began 
to excavate all of these mounds. What they would do would pave the mounds down and make high and, and put highways through them, or they would begin to go um, grave robbing and grave digging and start digging up these mounds. You know what I'm saying? The Smithsonian began getting involved. So henceforth, these this evidence is locked under a museum at the same way that the Vatican is holding much of our information. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. I want to speak to the fact that the excavations that go on here, when there's expansion of highways, um, additional frontage roads, these mounds are so numerous in number, a lot of the times the overpasses are erected from mound to mound. And there are places like Green Rose where they're finding the dinosaur footprints along with large superhuman uh, footprints and bone structures. And I know that is a fact between Dallas-Fort Worth going to Houston, where the Gulf of Mexico actually came up as far north as present-day Dallas-Fort Worth, which is called the Burnett Shale. The shale residue is where these large gas deposits are, right across Anderson Willis's property. The city of Grand Prairie sits on a, a seabed of salt. Almost every construction that's done, both commercial and residential, there's problems with the foundations because that ancient salt eats away at the concrete. There's a lot of the shifting sandy loam soil. And then when you get into East Texas, the Bossier sand, those are the two largest gas plays in North America, the Bossier sand and the Burnett Shell. And you see all the indigenous people buried throughout. We even have the Freedman Cemetery here in Dallas, where one of the major freeways was dropped right over one of our ancestors' major graveyards called Freedman Cemetery. And it goes on and on, the artifacts throughout the Anderson Willis property, these huge mounds with inside rotundas, almost like a library of pottery and jewelry. In fact, there's a field where Alex Willis's house was. It shows where the field they would plow. Even my mother would give us the oral, tra uh, the oral tradition of the story that when they would plow the land, there would be nothing but arrowheads on top of the ground. And so we're finding that prevalent throughout uh, Texas and especially on the Anderson Willis property, that you can take a regular bulldozer or earth-moving equipment and you just remove mounds and mounds and mounds and mounds of arrowheads pottery Indian jewelry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would challenge anyone to come down to Freestone County and throughout Central and East Texas, and there's a wealth of reservations and a wealth of uh, these artifacts proving that point. In fact, uh, I have two seven-footers in my family. I have an uncle on the Solomon side. He's seven-foot tall, McClendon Solomon, and my grandfather's brother on my dad's side called Costromi Collins, he was almost eight feet tall. No doubt. And as a people, all we have to do when we hear about these stories of the giants, the the tribe, they I'm talking about tribes of giants who were held to the highest esteem in society. Yes. You know, and they have many accounts from the Spanish conquistadors with their encounters with the giants. The giants were also fierce warriors. They were the ones who were holding down the front line. But as a result of many of them engaging in the warfare that they, that they launched with the Caucasian and with other native tribes who had 
generational issues with the Giants. Many of them were wiped out systematically. And the remnants of those Giants, all you have to do, you all, the only thing you have to do to find out who, the, who that bloodline is, is you look at modern-day society, what race of people, what lineage and bloodline and pedigree of man Look. Do you see growing seven foot tall and eight foot tall in front of your eyes? I do not yes. see any natives growing to seven to eight feet. I do not see I mean, any Caucasians or any Asians. The only person that you see is Kevin Garnett, Shaquille O'Neal. You dig what I'm saying? All of these. LeBron James. LeBron. So the whole world is fixated with the giant from Akron, Ohio, not knowing that the entire lineage of that particular landmass is that all of Adam County and all of those surrounding places are home to the Giants where they have found the mm-hmm. Giant ancestry. So here comes forth this Giant that the whole world has its eyes on. The king. Okay, when you try to have this, the king, when you try to have this conversation with someone and they're going to be like, yo, I wonder where LeBron going. And no matter what you say, they're going to be like, yo, I wonder where LeBron going. And the irony, we're talking about Giants and right now, People are fixated looking at the finals, fixated with Giants, looking at them play the ancient Olmec sport of basketball. And when we talk about the Giants coming through and the ancient mound builders, who are we talking about but the Washington? Who are we talking about but the Olmec mound builders who came up through Mexico, okay, whose heads are found everywhere on this planet, not just in a Mexum, i.e. Mexico, Right, and then you take it even further, and you say, "All right, all of those synchronicities are, are, you know, pretty much laid out and self-explanatory." But understand that they even in their documentation said that these these people were the nobles; they were the hierarchy of nature. They invited right. them to the White House to meet with the president, the Adena tribe, and that's a misnomer. That's what they named them. They they also named that's some the of them the Hopewell tribe. Warhead, you feel me? But that's not what their indigenous names were. We are talking about the, the descendants of the Olmec, who are your people, thus tying you to this entire legacy and lineage. You are the ancient mound builders yes, here to are. reclaim and resurrect and return this land to its rightful owners. But you have to be willing to accept her. You have to be willing to heal her. And everything that's being done to the quote-unquote Miss No More Black Woman is a reflection of what's being done to her. Mm-hmm. So go hug your mother and go hug a tree. And let them both know that you're here for them and willing to die to defend them because that time is upon us. Who are you riding with? you got to make this choice. Yeah. Because the wrath is not going to be discriminate. You feel me? But it's very selective and it's showing you its target accuracy. What is the probability because we're talking about there was also an lightning storm in North Carolina that hit a gas oil tanker. They said that never happened out there. Okay, so the accuracy of this shit knows where to strike at all times. So it's hitting directly. It hits the, the Jesus on Interstate 75, destroys it. We're talking about symbol literacy here, people. Irregardless of how you feel, the belief era is done. I said it on the other show, 615 will signal a shift. So the age of belief is finito, okay? The age of Pisces is dead. The fish is finished. Yeah. 
That's what you're witnessing. All right? So let's cut it out. People are fixated at the final game of the finals, not knowing this is the finals. Exactly. This is kingdom. This is kingdom uh, dominion at this moment. This shift, um, curiously enough, is definitely a shift in the psychic. It's the shift in the psyche of man. We're evolving, and those that refuse to evolve become as the dinosaurs. You become petroleum. You become gas. You become uh, coal. You become hardened. You become lucid. You become a byproduct. And I think it's curious of all of us to be aware that these events are not just happening, but they're happening in synergy and happening with frequency because the Nephilim are back. The giants of renown are back. They're on a different plane, but they're back. If Ezekiel talked about it, if Daniel talked about it, even if Daniel encountered the principality over present-day Iran, mm -hmm. which was the prince of Persia, he interfered with the prayer of Daniel. So you're having angelic hosts coming down. They are penetrating our atmosphere. They're affecting the heavenly bodies. They're affecting the asteroids. It's affecting the asteroid belt. It's affecting everything around us, even the polar shift, the, melt, the melting of the ice caps, the heating up of the ocean waters. Everything is shifting. Everything. We are shifting. We are evolving. Old systems, old idioms are changing. And when that mindset definitely changes, then we will come to realize that day that Martin Luther King talked about so often, when we'll all walk together in harmony. He saw it. He went to the mountaintop, mm -hmm. but he didn't cross over. So now we're the generation that is seeing the crossing over, but how many of us will actually come to the promised land? And it's happening right now, even as we speak today, 6-15-2010. Indeed. I was sent images of a funnel cloud formation forming over Stone Mountain. Over where? Stone Mountain. Where? <laughs> yes, Georgia. This, yes. this evening, as I was on the phone with the brother, he observed a funnel cloud forming over Stone Mountain. Wow. So my people in Georgia be very mindful to remain indoors if the rain comes through there because chances are some of those winds may be toxic fumes and we have to be alert and talk like this to our family because anything else would be very, very irresponsible. We have to look at what the, the, the hands at play. Again, we're talking about an end game here. A checkmate move. You know what I'm saying? And can you, You're two and steps can you imagine to together. Yes, and I'm can you imagine things. a hurricane bringing those toxic atmosphere changes when the barometric pressure changes? Even the out frontal boundary of a hurricane, what that would bring inland, just just being breathed even before landfall of a hurricane. Can you imagine a hurricane being formed in the Gulf? and bringing toxic fuel inland, dumping it inland? It will happen. And they're talking about the possibility of the evacuation of 44 million 
from the, along the whole coastal uh, region. We're talking uh, Alabama. How many? Forty-four million. Yes. That four four. So okay. we're talking about Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, because of these fumes that are coming off of the um, out of the spill. Now, if you have a hurricane or anything that takes that water off of the surface, you will have to evacuate because those are toxic fumes. Everything will be quarantined. The value of property will lower. So this is Absolutely. very serious. And we're not even talking about the possibility of the hurricane touching what? A cigarette butt. And that turning into hurricanes of uh, fires that we've never seen before. So th- this is just... Uh, butterfly effect. We definitely uh, read about them. Yes. And I want to also make mention, like I said, to sum it all up and touching, you know, just dropping hints for people that they remember the Yazoo land fraud, okay, because the Yazoo yes. land fraud is tantamount to what happened with Anderson Willis when they stole the gold out of the North Georgia mountains from all of the indigenous tribes, talking about yes. Choctaw, talking about the Creed, talking about the Yamasee, talking about the quote-unquote Cherokee, talking about the Blackfoot. They drove them out of the North Georgia, and they sent them into the Trail of Tears, okay? Yes. Every path that they sent them on through Mississippi and everything, that is where the first tornadoes had touched down and struck in, 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 in Choctaw, Mississippi, and in Yazoo, Mississippi, okay? So then we look at this tragedy in Albert Pike Park, okay? They said Albert Pike was destroyed. We're talking symbolism here, all right? Yes. And where did it come from? Wichita Falls. So who else, but, or the, I mean, the Washita, but the ancient one, but the mound builders, but the Omec. But your descendants, but your ancestries, but Anderson Willis, please wake up. But you though. But you. This is the this is this is not happening by mistake. This right. is happening. We we have to give you know the people have to get credit where credit is due. That we are there are many of us that are responsible. This is the waking up that you're seeing. That the ancestors will only wake up when the sleeper giants wake up. That's the prophecy. Yeah. And when the sleeping giants wake up as a result of the ancestors waking up, it is our duty to begin to uh, take heed of these signs, rejoice in these times, but also we must begin to close ranks. The righteous cannot live amongst the unrighteous. You understand? So we must right. begin to take this. We have to take this where we see in these symbols and signs, the great divine speaks through signs, and we have to, because as as much prophecy that they wrote about what is going to happen in these days, they also wrote prophecy about what it is that the chosen ones will do when these things are happening to make sure that we're safe and to make sure that we prosper and to make sure that we keep on creating. You know what I'm saying? So, silver surfer, ride the waves. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But These these recurring dreams that people are having regarding tornadoes, not only here in the States, but uh, I've experienced these reoccurring tornadoes, large clouds over cities, the backdrop of, of towering skyscrapers here. And again, these storms, people are having mass dreams. It's like an in mass dream about the month of July, in mass dreams leading up even to 2011, 2012, and this is not something that just happens normally, but people who normally are not having psychic dreams 
are now having them because it is a mass message. We're having northern light seeing as far mm-hmm. south as the middle Atlantic states, uh, strange um, noises in the sky and waking people up out of bed and nobody knows where the booms are coming from or under the ground. So all of these changes, these parallel worlds are colliding. And, um, wow, what can I say? Um, not only just Anderson Willis, but all of the atrocities, all the wrongs that have to be made right, this is what's yes. happening. Yeah. This is a recreation. The Earth is actually purging herself. Yeah. She's actually coming back to resounding the sound that there's a major shift that's happening. And our oil companies and people that are resistant to making changes are falling by the wayside because they're not becoming lucid. They're not becoming fluid to make the necessary changes to rectify the wrongs of the past. We've got to change as a people, as a world, to coexist peacefully. Even the merging of of mass thought and religion. A lot of the, uh, uh, I know that opens up a whole kinds of can of worms. But if things cannot be really solidified on a one-on-one level with the God of the universe, whatever name you may call him, Yeshua, Allah, the great, uh, the great Spirit. All of these synergies are coming together to let us know that we are here, the ancestors are here, the all-knowing force of the universe is here, and is correcting itself. And mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't move with the chain will be destroyed, and that is in any definition you want to call it. So the earth is actually excommunicating the rightful, the wrongful persons off of the land, and there's a relocation happening. Even the Bible itself speaks that uh, even those that dwell carelessly in the island areas will be moved out of their place. Those that dwell along the coastal plain. Mm-hmm. All of that is in Scripture for those that walk under the strictest of Christian ideals. But even oh, yeah. the, uh, the Jewish Kabbalah, on and so forth, I can name these different idioms and different schools of thought. But Don't throw them books out just yet, y'all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're going to take it to church. Please don't throw the books out. Not just yet. <laughs> There's so much more to come. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so, and the knowledge of Scripture during this particular point will get you very far. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about there has to also be a transition from the book. There has to be a transition from Scripture. Scripture's not just going to die because it's the living word. But it has to transition itself down to flesh. Right. So that word must become living. Book of Eli. It has to become walking. It has to be talk, talk, has to become talking. And it has to see. Even without sight. Book of Eli. Yeah, we're walking in manifestation now. Even yeah, your thoughts are manifest. Yeah, because the third manifest. eye that you're seeing, you got to see it with the third. And you have to be mindful of your thoughts to know you are in a holographic universe and your thoughts are projected as your quote-unquote reality. So how you decipher what you're about to see will determine where you're about to go. So it's imperative that we know the ledge. Right, and accept the change. Don't, don't fight it. Accept it and embrace it 
because it brings about a greater good. Of course, it may be destructive on the onset. It may cause uh, disruptions in the way of thinking, uh, the way that we did things in the 80s and 90s. It doesn't work anymore. It's the walking in the I am right now. When, when, when Abraham uh, went before Pharaoh, as it's depicted in, in mythological scripture, it says, who do I say sent me? He says, I am. Say that the I am has sent you. Mm-hmm. When you speak, I am speaking. Yes. He said, if you say to this mountain, be moved, it will be moved. So if you're having problems, if you're having situations of any sort, you have to walk in the I am and speak in these parallels that we're in parallel universes. He says that when I go to my Father, greater works will you do. And they that believe in their God, I'm quoting it, they that believe in their God shall do mighty exploits do miraculous things, even greater than Yeshua did, greater than Jesus did. It's right there in the Holy Scripture. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first, not might. So it's a shifting. Those that were oppressed, we're going to wake up one day, and they're going to be in leadership. It's going to be suddenly, you look around, and those that didn't have will have, those that had won't have it. Because it has to be obtained right. We go to some it callers, has to be obtained right. It must go back to the original owners. It must, reparations must be paid. Be it monetarily, bartering system, whatever, it has to be right. The whole Shechem incident that happened, it may start out wrong, but it's going to end up right. Indeed. But the pain and the change is going to be painful for those that's on the wrong side of the deal. So for those that's dealing cards from the bottom of the deck, won't work anymore. We see your hands. Hmm. You're being revealed. Your cover is too short. Your feet are covered. Your head is showing. You try to cover your head, your feet are showing. Yeah. Wake up, America. Wake up, Western world. That's Wake up, Greece. Wake up, democracy. Hold We're Greece shifting. has fallen. Spain has been downgraded. The EU Germany is, is about to fall. The EU is falling. The volcano is blowing. The little one blew. The big one is coming. You know what I'm saying? Over here, yeah, the big one is coming. But the ocean is black. Black water turned to water black. And ethnos against ethnos. Language against language. Tongue against tongue. Ancient Babel is coming back. Hmm. It's coming back because it has to bring everybody back under that same tower. Yep. The Tower of Babel fell. The reconstruction begins, but it has to be done right. Many languages becoming one, quote-unquote democracy, but it has to be built on the right foundation. The pyramid is coming back. All of the structures here in Dallas-Fort Worth, if you look at the very top of all of the buildings here, they're all taking on pyramid shapes. Those of you that live here in Dallas-Fort Worth, you can see it. They're all taking on the pyramid shapes again. These are the focal That's, points. Yeah. That's to consecrate the energy down into it's those It's happening with hotels. It's happening with homes. 
It's happening with businesses, high-rise buildings. They're all taking that pinnacle shape of the pyramid. You see it here. You have to be conscious to see it. Then the scripture says hell has enlarged itself. All of these tectonic plates that are moving, the swarms of earthquakes in California, uh, the little swarms of earthquakes is happening right off of the shoreline. It's not being reported in the news. All of these underground shifting is preparing for a new world, and no man can stop it. The earth is recreating itself. John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and one coming down out of heaven from God. This is the evolving of the new world. The mass migration of people being moved from the shorelines back inland. Mm -hmm. The earth is forcing us to move. Yes, it is. The water is forcing us. Even New Orleans is losing 12,000 feet of land even as we speak because all of the marshlands are coming more inland. That was a special on PBS the other night that they're losing 12,000 feet per year in the Gulf area because the, the Gulf is coming more and more inland. The polar caps are melting. One of the biggest glaciers melted in Iceland when the volcano erupted. And that ring of fire, it starts all over again. We had a 7.5 in the Indian Ocean the other day, just two or three days ago, then 5.7 in California just yesterday. And it's the ring of fire. Yes, sir. Are there any callers on the line? Callers, I want to let you know that you can call in 347-637-2135 if you have any comments, concerns, or questions. Please let your voice be heard. Yes, sir. Yeah. We have an 870 number. I'm going to open up his line. Peace, 870. We are now rocking with the pet. What's good? Peace. This is uh, Brother Buddha Ali. Ah, sir. Buddha Ali. What's good? Peace. It's good to hear this brother talk, man. You know, I'm from East Texas, from Palestine. Uh Right there, Anderson County, like he said, you know, some of the landmarks of uh, the racism still up there. But, you know, it done, it done made a lot of changes and stuff, you know. Uh, but like he was saying about, like, uh, the, eight, the the spaceship, that is a, a NASA space center down there, on Tucker, down there in Tucker, Texas, which is on the road going to all the, the drilling, all the oil companies, all on that same road when you get off 45. But uh, right down out Highway there. Highway 84. Yeah, Highway 84 is where Anderson Willis is buried. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now, so we on we on time, but uh, I did a video down there, down from the NASA Space Center. Uh, it's called Mad Cat No More Time. It's on YouTube. But make a long story short, there's a NASA Space Center back there. Now, I told them cats way back in 92. I said, man, there's something going on back there. I don't know what it is. So they told me it's a weather balloon. That they, they have it circling around, you know, over Anderson County and uh, Smith County and all that around there. So, you know, I never did pay no mind. But one day, I was up there in the project, Mount Vernon, 2020 Stern. You know, the apartment's yeah. up. So I was laying up in the bed one day. It was about, it was, it was summer going down. And I see somebody looking in the window. I'm upstairs. Now, how's somebody going to be looking at me upstairs in the window? I'm up the floor. 
So I said, damn, what the hell? So the thing was looking at me, I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, hold on. So I got ready to get up, to evaluate, and the thing flew away. But I went on the first seat. The girl that was in the bed with me seen it too. She was tripping like, like what the hell was that? So I went outdoors, the thing had knocked everybody's trash can down on that whole road. It had knocked everything down behind it. It knocked down the trees and everything. It made like a little old trail back there. And, you know, didn't but three people see it, me and the girl and another old woman. She, she said they come through here all the time. So, you know, it might be some aliens and flying saucers out there in that area, you know, because it's, it's, it's a lot of flat land. There's a lot of woods around there, you know. All that about Beto one and all that. So I don't know what's going on, but, you know, what he's saying is right. And, you know, Willis, Texas, you know, Willis, Texas, you know, it's, it's real. Yeah. A lot of giants down there. Uh, I got a partner who played for the Washington Bullets from Crockett, Texas. Cardair Martin, he's a giant, you know what I'm saying? He like exactly. seven one. You know, so uh there's a lot of people down there. He said some giants down there. And like I'm glad he brought some new mounds. I'm he brought some yeah, mounds, so that's the mounds I was telling y'all about. He brought yeah, some mounds. Kevin, Gar- Kevin, Kevin Garnett is related to my family on the Solomon side. And then Earl Campbell on my father's side. You know, he had some of the largest legs in and and in football history, he had 54-inch size. He's my grandmother's, my grandfather's sister is his mother. And we have other seven-footers in my family. Yes. And four, I'm, and I'm, I'm one of the shortest people. I want to bring up one more thing, too, about this. I'm in Arkansas right now, and I'm like 60 miles from where the flood was at. Yes, sir. Now, you know what you say? There's a lot of corporations out here working on the Red River. All these rivers, you know, looking for the coal and all the other energies like y'all were talking about. But they were saying that, uh, I you know I ain't trying to talk about nobody, you know, pray for the people down there in that flood and all that. But they were saying, like, you know, them areas where a lot of black folk can't go down there after dark. If you caught down there after dark, strange things happen. So I know the, answer, the ancestors are mad. They come in like a whirlwind, like your boy said, Marcus Garvey. He said the ancestors are going to come back like a whirlwind. Yes. So they are very bad. So I respect the fact of all nature and everything. You know, but I'm just saying I pray for those people there. There's something else I had to say. Now, in Jacksonville, Texas, on the road from Palestine to Jacksonville, yes. there's a there's a uh, mountain. You said the red clay is right there off the highway. Right yes. there, everybody drives for miles around. There's a spring. It's a natural spring water that comes from the ground. They got a spout, and you can put out of road, you get your jack, you get your gallon water jug, and you put as much water you want in the thing. Mm. And you they come from all around to that red clay mountain to get that water. Yes, it's all over the Freestone County area as well on my mother's property behind hey, our yeah, house. Hey, I'm glad you come in and speaking to them. I'm glad Red Pill and them put you on, man. And I appreciate y'all just letting me get that out, man. I'm glad y'all peace, put me in on the I want some peace, hotel, Islam. Amen. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. If we have any other callers who have some questions, concerns, or comments, the lines are definitely open right now. We have 30 minutes remaining on the line, so please call in with your questions, concerns, or comments. Indeed. Well, I do find it interesting that the young man is from that region, Palestine, which is in Anderson County, which is just 36 miles east of Fairfield, the county seat of Freestone County. So 
there's a lot of activity there. People have talked over years about phenomenon that they've seen through that area. Yeah. And there where Tennessee Colony and the Beto unit is, a lot of the prisoners have seen a lot of things in that area in the sky. And it's just waking up all over Texas. We're, we're seeing things here that may have been seen in other parts of the nation. It's just coming from everywhere now. We have more and more reports of it happening daily here. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe Texas is an area where they saw the craft that was over the sky and everyone reported it. Like, it was it was there for a decent amount of time. Or was it the lights that they saw? Yeah, the mothership. The mothership, the mothership, definitely. Yeah, they, since 1929, exactly. it's been over the United States for for the longest. And it reappears and, and, and stays stationary where people can see it, doesn't make a sound, and it just sits there. So there's a lot going on atmospherically. There's a lot of things that we're seeing the ancestors, but they're appearing to us only with what we can identify them to be. When Ezekiel saw the wheel in the middle of the wheel, mm-hmm. he didn't know what he was looking at. When you look at John in the book of Revelation, he's naming these locusts the size of horses. Were they helicopters? When he saw the sea turning into blood, was he seeing the oil field? Mm-hmm. Revelation you know, not, eight, eight. not understanding, right? So now here we are. We are the, the last know, generation. I really know, believe that. We, yeah. we know eight is the change card. You know what I'm saying? We know whose number is eight. Yes. 44 president. Yes. So, you know, that card is in play. All right? Change through chaos. Transformation. Pluto. Okay. Somebody in the chat wants to know, did the Lord's suit settle... And will the Willis family receive the restitution? The Supreme Court made their decision that the mineral rights remain part of the Anderson Willis estate. The statute of limitations in Texas was that the family filed too late for the service. But we had a family member, I will not call his name for the sake of uh, his own anonymity, bought back 1,100 acres of the land, and he's a renowned football player that played for the National Football League. He's bought back some of the land surface, but much of the land still remains with the family. But there were certain portions of it that was taken, but the mineral rights remain with the family. The Supreme Court made that decision because the law in Texas is you own the minerals all the way to the core of the earth. Even the air above, the minerals belong forever with you if you purchase the land. So it's called the Anderson Willis slash PDC Ball Estate. Does that kind of remind you of Sears and Roebuck? <laughs> can you uh, can you explain to the to the listeners your the, the knowledge that you have about oil companies such as Standard Oil, their history briefly, and also BP? Definitely. Here in Texas, one of the first major geysers in the southwest was the oil well that was called Spindletop near Beaumont. But most of the oil companies that became later gas companies, which is a different type of hydrocarbon, and TXU, which lights most of the homes here in Texas, coal plants, mm-hmm. is founded on the Anderson Willis property, which if you visit Texas, Richland Chambers, 
Creek and the Fairfield State Park. All of that was Anderson Willis's property, and we have the leases where he was leasing the land out to the Trinity Development Project, which was Dow Chemical, which is now called Luminant Energy, and it partners with TXU, who is now bringing in the wind farm with T. Boone Pickens. We have the whole court of Central Texas now in East Texas on Anderson Willis' property. There's feasibility studies being done now to bring in windmills and and uh, uh, solar panels at some point. So it's just it's a cascading of all these energy companies that have been there for years. Now they're getting into clean energy. But I can tell you succinctly that Many of the oil companies, Hunt Oil in Dallas, XTO Energy, Raw Dutch Shell, which runs the oldest gas well there in Freestone County since 1930, they haven't even had to refract the well. Now you've got shallow well number one, number two. And there's many, many other wells, thousands of wells that are in the Willis family. Mm-hmm. And is it, as it expands, you have to go back and look at the map of Texas when Anderson Willis bought it, he bought the Jose Aguilera grant, A1 and A2. These are 22 league grants. And a league of land is 4,428 acres. Mm. So the Jose Aguilera is, A1 is 11 leagues, A2 is 11 leagues. It's 22 leagues of land. Mm. And all you have to do is Google it, research it, Anderson Willis bought it. That's where a lot of the, the oil and gas leases are, even to this day, with family members is in the Jose Aguilera grant. So but it's many listed. more acres that are included because each time each oil company does this title search, it keeps coming back to Anderson Willis and PDC Ball. Oh, indeed. It's like they shared the mineral interest. It's huge. It's huge. And only when you start doing the research, you'll be overwhelmed. It's reported with the SEC. It goes back to the Rockefeller Standard Oil. You'll see the actual Tobin map. There's a map called Edgar Tobin and the Texas Railroad Commission here in Texas. It shows Anderson Willis's land holding. What? Anderson Willis is all over Texas. To the family, I'm going to post some of these documents on Notalege Media. .ning.com we will be posting the map, we'll be posting the links to the court cases I've already posted the uh, LA Times article from the 80's that explains the, uh, the rudimentary process of the family getting back into claiming the uh, rights for the land back so you know and many other documents that we will be uh, given Yes, we actually want to um, make this a visual presentation due to the fact that there's a lot of visual information and a lot of, um, you know, maps and deeds that that should be shown to the family. Let's let's borrow a visual from, hold on one second, let's borrow a visual from Hollywood, right? This recent (laughs) blockbuster movie, Avatar, that just came out. You yeah. were already speaking on some issues that hit close to home in correlation to the movie in terms of nature versus the corporation. Now, visualize the part when they were looking for the unattainium underneath the Tree of Souls, right? So you're looking at Nassau, 
what would currently be Nassau documentation of all of the mineral fields underneath the tree. When I saw that in that movie, I immediately, immediately thought about what I'd known about the Anderson Willis land grab. Now, would, would that be pretty much uh, exactly. visually complementary to, to what we're yeah. talking about in terms of how much wealth is on that land? Absolutely, because Anderson Willis was estimated to be worth $20 billion <laughs> at the time of his death in 1915. And this is not hearsay. It's actual written documented because you're dealing with hard minerals, you're dealing with gold, you're dealing with diamonds because coal turns to diamonds. You have one of the largest machines in the world in Fairfield called Old Sarge. It scoops out a football field of coal at one time. <laughs> it's been hosted even on the History Channel. But when Anderson Willis brought this property, the Trinity River, the Red River, the Brazos River, all of these tributaries that emptied through the Anderson Willis property, when the land grab happened, they recognized that PDC Ball had sold all this, man, this land to this indigenous mason, this, this Moor, this Ethiopian Jew. And when the discovery of oil and gas started, they realized, oh, my goodness, we sold all this land to one man. And then they began to set up martial law in each county and systematically sue him for land that he already had. Mm. They put false mechanic liens on the property. They began to use false foreclosures. They removed some family members from the property. In the heat of the day, Hood Willis and his wife, I knew them because I grew up on that same road. The sheriff of Freestone County at that time removed him. Him and his wife died from exposure to the sun. They were in their late 80s. This is history known throughout Fairfield. Jam Willis was killed there, shot off of his horse by a sheriff because he inquired about Anderson Willis's land holding. We've had landmen that have died who have worked and did research on the case. Oh, it gets deep. I won't call names, but if you do your research, it's all there. None of this is folklore, mythology. It's documented. Mm -hmm. Falsified documents. The, the, these were documents where... They're showing the shifting of the land in 1904. All of a sudden, it ends up with John P. Riley. He never even bought it. How can you buy something that was purchased with gold some 57 to 63 years before? But once they began to extract minerals and began to learn about mineral deposits under the land, they started, and I say they, meaning these control groups, began to declare martial law from county to county. In fact, Red Lake, today used to be called Anderson Lake. Mm. Anderson Willis Lake. Now it's called Red Lake, and now it's a retirement community that lives around the lake. How did they end up with it? Through falsified land switches. There was no selling. He never sold it. They just grabbed it. So he, was his, he was in his fall years, winter years at that point. Again, he died, uh, some estimate, 111 but the documents show between 105 to 111 years old. Indeed. So his death certificate, we have all of that. Everything's documented. When he purchased it, he purchased it outright. He didn't take out liens or loans. How did a man come from Virginia, 
through the Mason-Dixon line, traveled back and forth through southern states, purchasing land, and was never enslaved, never killed. He was a Moor. He had to have Moorish papers to even move his family. He mm. had 20-some-odd children in all, and yet bringing with him the first lineage of children from the south back up to the Midwest, back through the south again, and then once he settled in Freestone County, he's forced to pay in a whole three counties away in McLennan County in Waco. Then I thought about David Koresh. I thought about what happened with the, uh, the black man that was drugged through the streets of Waco back during uh, the late uh, 40s and 50s and a tornado formed immediately the day after and came down the same path and destroyed downtown Waco. We had a tornado touchdown in Palestine, destroyed all of downtown Palestine. Those that live in Palestine know this. Mm -hmm. They had drug a black man there. But yet you'll find most of Anderson Willis's paperwork over in Palestine, not in the county seat freestone, but over in Palestine. Indeed, indeed. And it, get, and it gets deeper and deeper. Some of his paperwork you will find in the National Archives that are not even in the courthouses. There was a there was a news feed by KERA called The Land that KERA did back in the 80s, and it covered the family reunion of Anderson Willis. We even had, um, uh, at that time, uh, Alex Haley came and visited in the 80s at our family reunion right there in Freestone County. And there's thousands of family members because he had a huge family, and, and those children had many children. So the Anderson Willis legacy, we are here in mass number, but because of systematic problems, race, fear, a lot of things that have happened over the years, a lot of people have shied away from it. A lot of them had just oral tradition passed along. But once you do the research, you realize that his land holdings far exceed what many of the family members even knew that he had. Mm -hmm. So all it takes is a person with a computer, access to a courthouse. With the information age, you will find volumes and volumes of information on the PDC Ball, Anderson Willis Estate, and the Bossier Sand, and the Burnett Shell here in Texas. And we've just begun to even start looking at other holdings that he had in other states. All right. But we're, we're sitting on the Butler Dome, the biggest gas reservoir in this country, right here in Fairfield, Texas. The Bossier Sand and the Burnett Shell is one of the largest gas reserves in the world, trillions of cubic feet. We have the Dowdy Ranch Gathering Facility. Here in East Texas on Anderson Willis property, the Dowdy Ranch is called the Dew Dowdy Ranch Gathering Facility. It, uh, cleanses the gas and separates the different grades and sends it right up a pipeline called the Pinnacle Pipeline right up to the northeast to you find people up in the eastern seaboard. So Anderson Willis, is a, he's, his effect is throughout oil and gas and coal and energy. It's just such a large undertaking. Oftentimes even law firms have didn't even have the manpower to even cover a lot of the, the findings, and oftentimes their clients were some of the oil companies. So that was a conflict of interest. Mm. Look, I'm going to open up the line because we do have callers yes. who want to join the conversation. Uh, 216 number. Hey. Yes. Hi, how are you? Fine, how's everything? Well, I'm Peace. just uh, really, really um, thinking 
that your brothers sound so um, peaceful, and I love the way, you know, you're delivering and talking to each other. It makes people listen. You know, you don't hear all that arguing and all that power play. And I'm really interested in the topic because uh, my family here, I'm in Ohio. My name is Ola Davey, and um, my family here uh, was from Mississippi. And um, J. Paul Getty had found some oil on some of the family members. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the relative uh, that passed on and left part of the oil um, findings to me, I have no clue where the will is. Then they said the oil well dried up. Then a few, uh, maybe 20 years later, they said it was, you know, again engaged. And, you know, like the brother said, it's a big undertaking. You don't know where to start to begin to look. And he had no natural children. I was his niece. and um, But he raised me. And I'm sure somewhere, some some documents should have some kind of way for us to find out. But we don't even know where to begin. So I'm just calling to compliment you on your tone and the way that you deliver your show. Both of your brothers, you sound so informative. And I'm just going to keep listening. But I would like if he has any information on how other people, uh, not just in Texas, but other people whose family members have had oil on their land and uh, how would they go about starting to, uh, to research that. That's one thing. And then the next thing is um, how come we're just hearing about this just like um, – you know, it's not old news. It's something that should have been, you know, mm-hmm. uh, should have been, uh, you know, uh, put out there for everybody to know, even way back in the '60s. I mean, just like you said, Alex Harry knew about it. But it's just like the slaves that they still are finding down in the Delta. The Delta is so vast and big, and those plantations are still down there. And so they got all these people down there working, don't even know if they've been emancipated, and living like you know, um, like in the 1800s. So it's a lot of uh, slick moves and uh, just low-life moves that these people have pulled on us that, you know, that we're still trying to deal with, you know, uh, way up here in 2010, mm-hmm. including uh, what they call it, uh, peonage, you know, taking the land from the people after they work it and making them uh, like indentured slaves, so the two. Once they do say they own the land, you know, you, you owe you still owe, even when you, you know, when you finish paying off, you still owe. And they're doing the same thing here in the inner city, you know. I'm just not trying to run everything together, but you only got a few minutes. But the same way they're taking people's little houses that, you know, like I've been in this house, the family house, you know, they never lowered the taxes. The house is now 100 years old, and the taxes is basically the same as it was when it was first built, you know. So... It's just a lot of rigmarole and a lot of games being played, but we have to find a way to really get a hold of the situation and kind of like take charge uh, of uh, what needs to be done to get what's, what's due us. Uh, and listen. And thanks well, for the topic. Well, thank you, sister, for that comment because one of the things that I'm spearheading right now is an idea. I won't reveal the name of it right now because I'm working on the copyright for it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do is actually be traveling and educating people about how to go and do their research okay. because you start at the courthouse. You start at the courthouse. You take the oral tradition that's been passed down, go to the family reunions, talk to the older ancestors, look in old Bibles and artifacts, and where you start is with the tax office. When your relatives first moved in the area, you take the surnames, go back to the funeral home, use those obituaries, and you will find 
money in your state comptroller's office. The state comptroller, and here in Texas we have the Texas Railroad Commission. You start with those areas and you will find money that is dormant, money that is unfounded, hasn't been claimed. You will see land titles and warranty deeds. And you will find that you're entitled to that land going back pre-1776. If you have Aboriginal ancestry, black, Indian, Native American, you are a person that have holdings in those courthouses documented because nobody just appears on land. It was passed down to you. Okay. And you will find out that it's contiguous to other land that may have been stolen, but you still have, in many states, particularly in the South and the Midwest, you still have the minerals. So even though you may not have the surface, the real value is what is underneath the ground, what is unseen. Mm -hmm. And you can buy back the surface because the surface is far more cheaper than the minerals that are under the ground. Yeah, and so you start with the courthouse. You start with old land leases. But I'm in Ohio, and the people are from uh, Mississippi, and, like, they've all died off, and I don't really know. You know, all I know is that when J. Paul Getty uh, hit the oil in Mississippi, my uncle uh, gave my aunt, his wife, um, a, a will that said that I was supposed to get a percentage out of it. You, you can employ a landman. A landman does title search. They're all over the country. They're a certified system of people that do research in the courthouses, and even some of the land was put in different names. Like okay. you'll see PDC Ball Estate. Well, that's Anderson Willis's estate. Okay. We got oil companies that have been drilling for years, didn't even know who to pay, because they didn't see Anderson Willis, they saw PDC Ball. Then when they did further research, PDC Ball sold the land to Anderson Willis in 1857. Mm -hmm. So were you able and to... So I'm going to be doing lectures and traveling as early as this year, I have an idea, it's a God-given idea, where I'm going to set up a foundation when everything is finalized, well, on I'm some things that we're, and I'm going to educate the world how to reclaim their ancestral land and use the same system that took it because today the land can't belong to me and tomorrow it belongs to you without a land sale. It well, just I'm doesn't happen. Uh, what what what's your name on the uh, in the chat room? Um, Solomon. Uh, but you're not in the chat room. Is you're the guest? I don't see you in there. Right. I will be in the chat room. You will. I will. I will be in the chat room, and okay, I I'm will gonna... formulate that, and I will start traveling, and I will set up centers. This is a pledge I'm making, even as an Ethiopian Jew, to get the indigenous people four and five generations removed, back in contact with the ancestors because these freedmen settle on land. And we as a generation dropped the ball because the, the generation before us didn't tell us or didn't want to deal with it. Well, you know, it's not a matter that they didn't tell us that we didn't want to deal with it. We just had different, um, uh, the, well, not me, but these people that are not conscious, I mean, their things, exactly. their 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 ideas of what you know, living a good life was was not concerned about land or anything like that. They didn't want to go and work in land or grow any tomatoes or exactly. You know, they that's where we dropped their, the ball. They want to go get, get the, yeah, They want to go get their toes done and get their uh, get their formaldehyde put on their nails and you know get weeds glued into their heads and 
have on Nike, you know, tennis shoes and stuff like that. So they had the consciousness was just lost because the ones after us, uh, that is, those are the ones that dropped the ball, you know. And uh, you know, if we didn't raise conscious children, then it's like it's the I think basically the, the younger sisters and brothers that you know just had different concepts, you know, of what um, you know, what being successful was, you know. So I don't even know because I've I've always taught my children to go to school and become successful and right. try to you know but but still keep their conscious mind. And well, hopefully we can do another show. Maybe we can. There'll be enough listeners that will encourage having another show, and I can deal with those particulars and help educate. And it's very simple, but mm-hmm. you have to be conscious and willing to do it mm-hmm. and have a lot of heart. And mm-hmm. you'll find out you probably have more than you even fathom. Right. I'm going to send you my uh, email in the chat room. Fantastic. So, and then um, I, don't see you, I don't see you in there, but I'm going to hang up and uh, put that in because we only got like a few minutes oh, left. Yeah, I don't know if you want to um, have people contact you via your Facebook. That's why I was looking for him to send it through private chat. That's, but I don't see his name in there. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a Facebook, and it's mm-hmm. under my name, Stacy Mims. Stacy? So that's for the family. S-T-A-C-E-Y. Mims, M-I-M-S. Okay, I'll, I'll contact you on there. Fantastic. I'm going to do it like right now. This is a major movement because we have a group of people here in Texas. And maybe we're we can already get you, starting. Get you to come some some of these different cities and do lectures. That is uh, exactly Stacey? what I'm planning on doing this okay. year. Stacy, we spell that again. S T A C E Y, Mims. D E Y. Okay, yes. and double M. M-I-M-S, correct. M-I-M-M-S or M-I-M-S? M-I-M-S. Okay. I got it. And I, okay. you'll be hearing from me on Facebook. I'll tell you who I am when I send you the message to friends. My Thank pleasure. Thank you, sis. You Thank summed you. it up beautifully. Um, are there any more callers? Is there any more time left? For the yes. Live feed? Open up 720 for the last call. Seven zero, you on the air? Hello. 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 Peace. 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 What's going on, brother? Peace. You're Hello? breaking up. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello. We yes, can hear we can you. hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yes, yes. sir. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm Larry D. Willis, the direct uh, uh, heir of Anderson Willis. Stacy Mims and I, he knows me, we went to courthouses yes. together, <clears throat> and also we were flown to New York uh, by these brothers and sisters to uh, to talk about Anderson Willis. Yes. And uh, a lot of our information we got from them. Um, one way, you were talking about, you know, finding out how to own that land. One way is to do a thing that I found out called deed tracking. And when you yes. track those deeds back, that will get you to the original owner's. Like when you track our deeds back, it goes to uh, uh, the Native Americans and uh, Hispanic, Hispanics. But then the Jose government, uh, yeah. yes, Stacy. Yes, yeah, Jose Aguilera and Simon Sanchez and on and so forth. Right, and, and what they brain. did to uh, take Anderson Willis, one of the things was that uh, they said the N-word shouldn't own that much land. So they broke those uh, uh, land. They broke that land up. Exactly. But if you want to know how they did it, 
and why the government uh, didn't step in is there's a documentation put out by the Zabel lawyers out of Houston, and it's called Land Wrestling in Texas. And it, it also deals with the rest of uh, the United States. And what it tells you in there that the government uh, paid people incentives to steal that land so that they could bring in the oil companies and the gas companies and the gravel companies. And um, that way uh, um, they could get in there, bring the oil companies so, in there, then the oil companies will pay the government and it's documented. And they tell you in those documents uh, where to look, the archives to look for. Like, uh, they tried to eliminate Anderson Willis and go so far as to burn down the courthouse. Well, see, people are kind of, some some of those people are kind of ignorant, the Europeans and the way they did it. It's when paperwork is filed here in this courthouse, the paper is also sent to the Capitol, and the Capitol sends it to Washington. So Washington will have all that information if you know where to look for that. Right. And uh, that's part of what we did. Right now, um, when they were fighting for that land back in the the 80s, what they did was uh, they went about it the wrong way. They they went about trying to get all the land back. Well, when you have thousands of people breaking that land up, saying that they live here and, and they've been here for this generation and generation, it's hard to do. And it's a lot of money involved. Well, what they should have did was they should have fought for the money because the mineral rights were never transferred. Um, So the mineral rights are yours. And to prove it is that um, um, they put that money up, like Stacy said, because they didn't know who to pay. Yeah, they knew who to pay. But uh, the only reason they they, uh, did that was to avoid lawsuits because this was going to come out one way or another. Uh, when they flew us to New York, um, the people that flew us said that they had done um, six people before us, but Anderson Willis was the biggest. And that, it's not hard to find because the Europeans, the, the, the main mistake they make is documenting everything, and they even documented the wrong they did. But uh, it'll come out uh, bigger, like Stacy said, you know, it'll be bigger because uh, uh, it's, it's even bigger than, you know, anything that's out there, this story right here. And it's got, you know, I mean, Hollywood even came down and wanted to do a story about it. That's how big it is. And they're going to yeah. come down unless, you know, they know they're going to make some money out of something. <laughs> no doubt. Before exactly. we continue, I want our listeners and the family to know that we have one minute remaining. So if you intend on calling in to hear the remainder of the show when it stops streaming, the call-in number is 347-637-2135. I'm going to repeat that. 347-637-2135. Will you be doing a follow-up on this, or or is there going to be another broadcast? We will absolutely be doing a follow-up. We're going to put something together. We're going to make it so much more grander. We're going to get people from around the country that have similar stories to call in and tell the story. So when we look at our empire, we can understand that we are a standing empire with the yeah. land, with the riches, and everything that we need to be self-sufficient. And it all starts with paperwork. These are paper gangsters we're talking about here. The forging of the criminal enterprise between oil companies and the White House started back then. 
And we are looking at the culmination and ultimate collapse of it right now. As we speak, they got their puppet, you know what I'm yeah. saying, hey. TV telling everybody, you know what I'm saying, don't worry, be happy, everything's going to be all right. Go to Starbucks. Stacy, I know y'all getting ready to go, but I'll be seeing you in August. Peace. No, brother, please stay on the I'll line. Be seeing, you can. I'll um, be seeing you in August at the family reunion. We have another yeah. hour left for the show, brother. All right. We're here. Yeah, yeah we still have another